All right, welcome back to episode two of the Lambs for Christ podcast. This is Carrick, and of course, we've got Jerome right beside me, or digitally, I guess. Digitally, <laughs> yes. How um, are we doing? We're doing good. Um, this is the second iteration, uh, second in- installments of mm. what is to come. Um, we're talking about a reckless tongue. Mm. That, is what we're, that is what the topic is for today. And just to hop right into it, um, um, you know, people... People are really, really not caring what they say, um, mm. especially when it affects people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, mm. uh, I've heard, you know, this, this stories and stuff about people going through things and, you know, people saying things that are just that are just blatantly wrong. Mm-hmm. Not caring what they say, you know, you know, you know what the Bible says about that stuff, you know, yeah. um, you know, watch what you say, you know, let your let your speech be seasoned with salt, you know, mm. let your words be caring and nurturing. You know what I mean? Uh, death yeah. and power is in the life of the tongue. Um, people don't care though. You know, it's it's crazy. And you know, it's it's not just it's not just you verbally speaking, but words over the internet, whether you type it on a text or type it in a comment section of a video or a post or YouTube. Um, you see countless things. You know, words can really affect somebody. And um, you remember? You know, I'm not gonna name names, but uh, <laughs> he said today. Um, his friend was, uh, his friend said, uh, you know, he, he he was talking to a guy. And he said, uh, it would be better for you to go and go into the bathroom and uh, yeah. kill yourself. I'm like, I'm still, I was thinking about that for a solid five minutes. I'm like, wow, that's, that's really crazy. I mean, like to, to have the audacity to tell somebody about that. I mean, tell somebody mm-hmm. that and then not think about what it could do to the person. Maybe that person really would, you know, go to said place and kill themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, uh, of course. You have to think about you have to think about what your actions will bring once you do them. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. You don't or saying like saying something out loud and not knowing what it, it, if it will affect somebody else around you um, or somebody can go like say I'm going to kill myself and saying you know um, somebody else might be going through the same situation, but they not they need not to hear that you know because it mm-hmm. might affect them negatively. So yeah. it's just it's really important that people have to watch the words. And be courteous and caring of what they say. And I think I think that's where for me that's part of like the not necessarily the problem, but I think it's the the crux of what the whole dilemma behind this is. I mean, yes, we are, you know, we are called to have righteous judgment, but at the same time, at what point does it become legalism, you know? And at what point do we recognize that that in the way that we correct, does it become legalistic? Do we become Pharisees ourselves? And, you know, I, I always, you know, I've always, since I started reading Proverbs, this this one always stuck out to me. It's Proverbs 17, verse 28. It says, even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is deemed intelligent. And mm-hmm. it's it's crazy because, you know, it's a thing that, a fool could be wiser than than us and and you know when we when we just i i can't picture it you know like just because even we as christians you know i i we we already know that there's this terrible notion that that we as christians um seem to be perfect or that we have our lives together but i think now the bigger question is when when we when we say something, how far is too far? Knowing that right. we are a new man, 
you know, at what point do we need to start deciding what things are appropriate to say and what things are inappropriate? And I think, you know, part of that can be um, analyzed through the political humor, for example, um, in which we, you know, we'll talk about cancel culture, you know, and say that we're so, you know, we say we're against it, you know, but then on the other hand, we'll start making jokes about politicians left, right and center, or we'll, you know, we'll, we'll poke fun at things. And, you know, not, it's not that there's inher- anything inherently wrong with that, but then I've seen, I've seen Christians who, who take it to another level and it's it's so bizarre because then it begins to sort of morph and you know you know regardless of whatever political views they they have it almost seems like they absorb themselves and i mean i was part of this as well i like you know absorbing ourselves in into the worldly things into the worldly ways of humor into the you know the way that the world behaves it's almost like we're dancing around it and in a sense, we're sort of, you know, we we can internalize and say, oh, you know, we're not we're not a part of this, and we can say, oh, you know, this is so wrong. But yet, in some regard, we sort of dance around it sometimes, and we embrace it, and I, it's it's kind of confusing because then, you know, then then we're just hypocrites, and and, and not only in that regard, but you know, I, I so like social justice is another thing. That, that I've been looking to lately. And, you know, I, 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 I don't know. There's, there's just so many things that can't be, you, you know, we, we can barely begin to try and expand on the multiple, you know, layers within social justice, but we can solve those problems through the gospel. And, you know, sometimes we get so caught up in what justice looks like and we'll, in a sense, we'll embrace cancel culture again. We'll embrace, we'll embrace um, just viciousness and 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 vengeance. And you know, I mean, we're called not to have vengeance, but again, you know, where do we draw the line? And that's that's something that I'm still kind of trying to work on and, and trying to analyze. Uh, and I think embrace in my life. And uh, it's I don't know, it's so confusing for me. Yeah, no, I, I totally get what you mean. Um... And to speak on the hypocrisy part of the of what you were talking talking about, um, you know, people say one thing, and you know, and this is this is accredited to Christians also. This is not uh, this is not just you know a group of people or just people that are not of God, but you know, we have to watch what we say. And you know, having that hypocrisy, you know, you you're, you're judging somebody you know, righteously, whether that be righteously or not, um, judging them, and then doing turnaround and then doing something totally different, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Whether that be gossiping, backbiting, or any of the sort, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. It's it's something that you have to be wary of every time because you can fall into it fast, like like uh, like quicksand. You know, you have to you have to be wary of where you where you walk because the enemy will ensnare you with anything that he possibly can get get a hold get a hold of you with, and. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of Christians aren't aren't uh, aware of that. They're not alert. You know, they're not. You know, they don't have. You know, a sixth sense to. Be, they don't. They don't use that sixth sense, which is the Holy Spirit. Twenty twenty uh, vision. Twenty twenty vision. You know, this they don't. They don't do it, and it's sad. You know, and I, it's like we have to be on guard, man. And um, 
Yeah, I mean, I I know what you mean about the cancel culture and like you know where do we you know there's a fine line between us. You know, we can't we're not called to take vengeance for you know vengeance belongs to God. Um, but we are we are called to open rebuke. You know, open rebuke is better than secret love. Yeah. Um, but you're not you um another person's life is not your concern. You know, mm-hmm. um, but you do want to rebuke a brother or a sister or just yeah. even an unbeliever, um, because you want to see them do better. You want to see mm-hmm. them improve. Yeah. Whether or not they take that improvement or take that um that rebuke and and put it on in their life and make improvements, that's up to them. But you know, you're you're doing your part. And so um it's it's really difficult for people to realize that um that the way you carry yourself and with your words, um words have words have tons of different ways to, to hurt people and to affect people's lives. Um, you know, uh, you know, you can, you can possibly save somebody's life by just talking to them. That's as simple mm-hmm. as that, you know, um, words calm people. And that's what, that's what God's word is. It calms people, you know, it's, 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 a, it's authoritative. It's mighty, you know, mm-hmm. uh, his word is like a two edged sword. You know, his, his word is like hammer, like a hammer that breaks, breaks rocks into little pieces. Yeah. Um, his, his word is all powerful. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, it's it's far above anything, so um, you know that's why he says why he, that's why Christ says you know heaven and earth will pass away but my words never will. Mm-hmm. So you know it's, but people with these these vicious tongues attacking people, uh, whether it be groups of people like you know the BLM group you know that that type of stuff or you know trying to you know start in, like incite race wars and stuff like that or maybe it'd be um, feminists with the the misandrous comments about men. And no, yeah. are saying like you know, kill all men, even though they say it's a joke. Um, you know, it's it's ridiculous. You know, the lengths that people go to uh, to make these these quote unquote jokes, even jokes jokes are jokes are untasteful. They're unfruitful at certain points. You know, there's a fine line between joking, and I know a lot of people don't think that way uh, because you know it's a worldly way of thinking. You know, like these stand up comedians will make jokes about anything, um, yeah. whether that be about race, uh, sexual orientation. Or um, uh, daily lives, you know, or just somebody's body, you know. Nobody needs to hear that, you know. Nobody wants to hear a joke about them being, you know, deformed or something about that, you know. Nobody wants to hear that, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, or school, you know, just somebody simply being bullied, you know, you know, bullied to the point of suicidal thoughts or even just taking upon that action of suicide. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to do that. Like nobody wants to go through that. But yeah. instead. The enemy, the enemy finds ways, finds ways. You know, we're not, we're not ignorant of his devices, but he finds ways to, um, in these nook and crannies in our lives and he, and they take root. If we don't correct those, then they will expand in our lives. And I think we as Christians, um, apart from the unbelievers, because, you know, we're called, God has called us to not be a part of this world for yeah. he, the, he, the, who, he, who is a part of this world is a, is an enemy of God. So, um, we're just we're, we just need to be more collectively sound and uh, watch our words. You know, um, what is it? Colossians four five, walk in wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of time. Let your speech be seasoned with salt, and always yeah. be gracious. You know, mm-hmm. um, you just gotta you gotta be you know be ready for anything. Yeah, and, so, and yeah. I think that I think that's what I love so much about Paul is that you know throughout the epistles we see this this characterization of you know just doing everything that we possibly can for the gospel. And um, I, I mean, I was just reading Thessalonians and Timothy 
a couple of days ago. And man, there were so many verses that stood out to me. Um, I would go get my Bible, but I'm too lazy to do that. Um, but um, <laughs> one of the verses that I do know that stuck out to me was Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 to 2. I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. And that's what I love so much about uh, about you know what what the Lord has done for Paul is that in in Timothy or in Thessalonians we we see that we see that Paul he has this mercy near the end in which you know he he talks about you know not associating ourselves with people brothers and sisters let me be specific who who may be behaving in 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 bizarre ways ways that are unbiblical but yet at the same time he says not to to dispose of them you know to to correct them and to go and 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 just reprove and and, and correct and i mean that's just so consistent with the entirety of the gospel is that you know you you really have to turn away from everything and if you start to embrace that um <laughs> you know stupidity of if you embrace that modernity you know mm-hmm. and you know you you reject tradition in a sense you you sort of start to lose the essence of the gospel and you start to water it down and you start to you know you in a, in a sense, this sort of takes on a new version of a reckless tongue in the sense that you, by not preaching the truth entirely and by not correcting righteously with the, the right backbone, which is the unaltered scripture, mm-hmm. you know, then in a sense, you become reckless yourself because now you're deviating from the truth and you're you're willing to allow sin to just reign and roam free and man it's just i don't know it like it it really just it hurts me because you know i mean we we can be so caught up with division of denominations and you know i i mean i identify as technically non-denom but i you know i attend to i attend um a baptist church and i don't you know i don't, I don't think that's going to affect anyway the way that i think about the gospel or the way that i that i think about the eschatological um implications Mm -hmm. of 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 the word and i mean i I think we're always going to have a disagreement on something i think um you know i mean that's that's just the way that it is i mean sometimes it's more clear than others and um but but i think when we when we start taking away and tearing apart at, at little microscopic things Things that become discord and unfruitful speech, you know, which 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 is also mentioned in Timothy, you know, it, it's so sad because that's we just divide ourselves, and it just I don't know it's it, it just becomes like this whole guild war, you know that you know oh the Baptists are better than the Pentecostals or no the Anglicans are far worse than. <laughs> you know than the lutherans and whatnot and you know we can we can always dispute you know calvin you know calvinist ideas and you know his points and we can always talk about luther and you know his 95 theses but 
man, if if we just it divides the way that we love the Lord and and I don't know, it seems like from that we we sort of the blossoming of 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 this hatred and this deviation and this allowance of 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 sin and you know just of of certain practices into our lives i feel like that's where the root of it all comes from is that when we start saying that one doesn't understand scripture and maybe you know it's not as clear as others and you know i mean there are just so many microscopic differences um mm -hmm. in, in terms of understanding the scripture but um well let me be clear about certain specific details i mean one of the things we can always talk about and you know the one that we love to avoid is you know the tribulation pre-trib you know yeah that, mm -hmm. post trib you know and i i always love that discussion um because ultimately i don't know and you know, I mean, nobody I, knows. That's the point, it, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I used to be huge on pre-trib and like, you know, I was like, oh, the evidence is all right there. But it's like, you can make the same argument for mid-trib and post-trib and I don't know, you know, but it, it's, you know, it's just, I feel like we, we, we start to differentiate and we start to dissipate the love that we have, that, that we're called to have for one another first after the Lord, but then, you know, after our brothers and sisters and you know i like I, I look at calgary for example and i i just sit here and and i think about all the people that i've interacted with in my church and you know I, i've i've noticed that you know I, I mean i i'm a i'm a political guy that's that's what i do i mean i i analyze politics pol political you know um emotions and and whatnot and behaviors and you know that's i think that's something that i'll continue to do but you know like like we talked about it uh, last night it's just i'm not i don't think i'll ever act on being a politician but you know as i as i as i look into the city and i think about the people that i've interacted with first on a political level in terms of those discussions i see that you know there's a unity there's there's this community you know this 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 something that clicks mm -hmm. and you know it, i i mean i'm just thankful that i that i have brothers and sisters that i can communicate with and first and foremost on a, on the level of the gospel and then i guess second in terms of the way that policy should be implemented um but but not just any policy policy that that you know the god that that's centered around the gospel and and you know biblically sound policies that's what i'm all about and obviously that's so problematic in this day and age and that leaves us so susceptible to political attack and and you know cancel culture again you know and we're just so keen on that but yeah. and i but then i think about you know the people that i've interacted with digitally and people that i used to go to school with and i think wow these these people have the same love for the lord they they acknowledge jesus christ as the way the truth and the life and they know that no one comes to the father but by him and they acknowledge that we all have a calling which is to spread the gospel to go make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit and 
you know, I just, for me, it was, it's, it's just a huge challenge because it's like, they're not wrong. And, you know, I think that's, that's what I love about denominations is that it seems like we, we specialize in different areas per se, but, you know, at the same time, it, it, it can be toxic if we focus too much on that because then we we start to distance themselves ourselves and i don't i don't think i want to see myself apart from two people you know and yeah, no. uh -huh. yeah and i don't know it's just yeah it's crazy yeah no i, I totally know i totally get what you mean um you know about the denominations you know it, it can be really toxic um you know because then you know they'll claim to have you know one one claims to have the the truth and another claim to have the truth but you know in reality we all just, we all serve one truth the ultimate truth which is Christ because he is the way the truth and the life mm -hmm. and you have to realize that that you know nothing you believe in is 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 different you know if you're not if you're serving the his message in him you know if you're if you're listening and you're following his word and you're hearing his word and you're accepting it then nothing else should really matter you know um, we're all in this together, especially everybody in this Discord and everybody else that we haven't met, or you know, everybody else is going through different trials and tribulations across the world. Um, that we're all in this together, you know. We're all running this one race, this one huge race mm -hmm. to get to our finish line, to to get our incorruptible crown, to get whatever and to get whatever treasures we have at the finish line, you know. Yeah. Where, you know, no man is heard, no eye, no eye is seen, and no you know ear is heard. You know, I just mm -hmm. repeated it, but you know it for what God has prepared for them. You know, no, nobody's seen it. Nobody's heard it. You know, um, that's why Christ says, you know, set up, you set up treasures for yourself in heaven where moth and dust cannot corrupt and where thieves cannot break in and steal. Mm -hmm. Because if you do that on earth, they will do that. Would, that would, that's exactly what will happen. You know, moth, yeah. moth and dust will corrupt and these will break in and steal, you know, or, um, but, and, you know, on, and on top of that, to add to that, you know, we've come into this world without nothing. But as I said earlier, while we were in the, the chat, you know, um, we will leave this world with the with the ultimate decision in our lives, and that is, you know, choosing the way, the truth, and the life, or choosing death. And yeah. I think, I think ultimately, if you were really given the choice, I think you would really want to. Oh, you are given the choice. But if you were, if you were given the the knowledge of both the truth and the the death, you know, the truth and the, you know, whatever, what else, whatever else lies for you, which is the lake of fire. Um, I think you would want to choose the truth, um, unless you're just really, you know, a really dark and demented person. <laughs> uh, but um, definitely, you know, and going back to the, the denominations, man, it's like, what is it? First Corinthians one ten. you know, now I beseech you, brethren, by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, by the name, I'm sorry, that you all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you, but that you perfectly be perfectly joined together in the same mind and the same judgment. And to add to that, he also says, for we serve one body and one bread. Mm. That's how that's what we're supposed to do. You know, we're all in this together, as I previously said. You yeah. know, it's um, you know, that's why we have fellowship with each other. And people people disregard that half the time because either they want to be right on something when it shouldn't even when it's it's when it shouldn't even be that deep. Because the thing I think I think that I think that Christians don't ask themselves enough. Whenever they're in a, a conversation with another Christian or an argument, whatever it may be, and not saying you can't have conversations um, about certain topics, but when they turn into arguments of who's right and who's wrong, 
you have to ask yourself, is this really worth it? Is it a salvation issue? Yeah. Are you asking yourself that? Is it a salvation issue? It's the same thing with the rapture talk. You know, um, mm-hmm. I don't talk about it. You know, I don't talk about it. I hate talking about it because it's, it starts <laughs> arguments. It's so yeah. discord. Um, people, people love to talk about it, you know, and, but the thing you don't realize is it, 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 it takes people, it takes people back and they're like, well, you're wrong. Pre-trip is right. No, no, no. Post-trip is right. You know, but in reality, it's not, it's not a, it's not a, a salvation issue. Is it? It's not. Yeah. What does Christ tell you? He says, be ready mm-hmm. and be ready that no man take thy crown. That's what he says. He says, be ready. Yeah. He doesn't say pre-trip, be there at eight o'clock, eight o'clock on, you know, March March 28th, 2028. That's that's not what he's saying. Go stand on your roofs and wear everything white. Exactly. You know, and at this time I will come. He, he doesn't say that. He says be ready. Be ready all yeah. the time, every time, every day. You mm-hmm. know. Um, you have to be you have to be standing guard, you know. You have to have those oil, you have to have oil in your lamps, or you will get left behind. And that's 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 what that's what you know it's predicated on. Because if he did give you the time, I feel like people will take advantage of that. And I'm sure he's already thought of this, or he has. But um, people will take advantage of it and be like, "Oh, I can, I got time to get right. I'll just, I'll send right yeah. here, right now." No, 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 no. You better get right. You better be right every single day of your life. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's not even including this rapture. That's talking about, or the, you know, or tribulation. It's not, it's not just predicated on that. But it's also including your time when your time is expired on Earth. That's that's yeah. that's that's also talking about. No, you mm-hmm. don't know when you don't know when your death is coming. You have no idea. So yeah. you better be ready with you better be right with God. You know, have a relationship with him. Because, you know, the last words you want to hear ever is get away from me, get away from me, you doer of iniquity. I never knew you. Mm. And you know, that you know, I couldn't imagine this the fear, the, the the sheer fear that'll strike people in their, their hearts when they hear those words. Yeah. I sure I surely don't want to be some of the, one of those people. You know, I want to hear good, good, a well done, good and faithful servant. That's what I want to hear. Yeah. So, you know, people have to, you know, just be ready. And, you know, they don't, they want to clash with people with their words and it's not worth it. It's just, it's never been worth it. Mm-hmm. That's why, that's why going back to the verse, you know, better is better for you to keep your mouth shut. Better the fool is wiser to keep his mouth shut. Also, verse in Proverbs, you know, the, um, the house, um, the I'm sorry. The wise, the wise is in the house of the it's in the house of mourning, and the fools is in the house of mirth. Mm. You know, you have to you have to be wise enough to know you know to to shut up. I mean, it's funny as <laughs> I put it. You know, there's no one to shut up. You know, yeah, about certain things, and um, uh, you know, it's good to have fun with each other. Harm is fun, you know, but certain things can be unfruitful, yeah. and I totally agree with that. Yeah, and. Uh, you know uh, the 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 focal point for me. I I don't know. I was I was helping a friend earlier today um, because she was she was preparing for a prayer. You know that she's doing at her church, and um, I sent her Exodus fifteen two. Um, the Lord is my strength and my song, and He has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise Him, my Father's God, and I will exalt Him. And so thinking about that and especially thinking about when our last moment could be it it touches on the idea for me of what is the good life and i know this is such a huge philosophical question that so many people want to try and answer and say oh the good life is rooted in yolo you know 
you know, go ahead and do whatever you want. Let's be vain. Let's be idolatrous. Let's be adulterers and adulteresses and let's let's do whatever and be reckless and destroy our lives. And other people might say, oh, you need to challenge everything. And you, in a sense, that's all vain. Mm-hmm. Because no matter what man may try and propose, their solution, if it's not from the gospel, if it's not centered around God, and if it's not centered around spreading the gospel and advancing the kingdom of God, it's all vain. And, you know, it's why? Because it's all a deviation from God's perfect and just will. And I've been thinking about that a lot lately. And, you know, what it means to live a good life, that's, it's not difficult if you just read the word. It's not talking about righteousness. Well, what is righteousness? Well, let's look at, you know, let's look at Proverbs, for example. It's not oppressing the poor, you know, it's about helping them out. But it's also being charitable. It's also caring for those who who need it. I mean, I mean, let's let's look at you know the let's look at the New Testament, for example, right? You know, um, the man, uh, the what is it? I forget the parable. Um, <laughs> um, dude's at the side about- of he's he's taken to the hotel or the I think of it as a hotel, but like um, the prodigal son. No, 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 the other one, the one about um, oh my goodness, wow. Uh, three people pass him by. None of them stop to help him except for the last guy. The Samaritan. Good Samaritan. Good oh, Samaritan. the good Samaritan. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> good Samaritan. Dude, I haven't thought about that. Like, it just hit me. I haven't thought about it since 2017. Wow. And <laughs> I know it's crazy because it just hit me now that, like, the aspect of the good life, that's that's all rooted in, you know, let's look. Why would we want to help someone? Because God has called us to use that as a way to show his mercy and show who he is mm-hmm. in be a way merciful. that we... Be exactly. merciful as your father is merciful. Exactly. Exactly. And and that also touches on like wronging one another. You know, uh, man, I <laughs> I have wronged so many people in 2020. And <laughs> dude, it, it, it sucks. And, you know, forgiveness is such a difficult concept to try and grasp when you live for so long in that. One year is all it takes for it to destroy, you know, your perception of of righteousness. And let alone forgiveness, you know, it's mm-hmm. it, it seems like for man, forgiveness is this act that is deserved. You know, it's it's something that that comes from a, uh, a higher up that decides. Okay, why are you worthy of? Are we worthy of it? That's all it is. It's about worthiness. But yet, we're called to just forgive, no matter what. No matter because what, our Father. You know, and if we forgive, you know, our Father will surely forgive us of of, of our sins. And you know, it's 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 crazy because that that all circles around this aspect of the good life and you know and and what it means to not have a reckless tongue and it's i don't know it's like i just i haven't really thought about all of this until i guess this week and you know just putting it all together life could really just end at any moment 
you know, yeah. God, God can give and take away. And that's, that's his calling. And I think so many people take for granted that that's because he makes the shots. That's his will, not ours. And, and it's sad when people try and blame the Lord for, for doing what he wants to do. And, and, and he's, he's so just to do it. You know, yeah, why, why, who are we to make any decisions or make any judgments based on the perfect creator, you know, the king of kings, you know, I mean, we're, we're just, we're just, man, we deviate and we, we produce nothing but wickedness. Exactly. You know, who are we to, who are we to say, I'm sorry, <laughs> who are we to say anything, you know, to, to mm -hmm. say, who are we to complain about anything, you know? Yeah. Um, you should be grateful for anything that you have in your life. And me included, I'm so, I should be so grateful. I am blessed beyond all measure. Um, mm -hmm. And I told you, you know, last night, you know, it's like, it's like I've been, you know, I've been fed with silver spoon all my life. And, you know, I know, I know, I know God, but like, as I said, you know, it's a two way street, you know, you know, God, but does he know you, you know? Yeah. It's kind of cliche also, but it's true. You know, it's like, you know, you have to you have to ask those questions because if you're not asking those questions, if you're not being critical about your situation, then you're not you're not trying. You know, you're not trying to 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 progress mm -hmm. in life. And um, you know, people people don't see it that way. You know, people don't. A lot of people don't see it that way. Actually, you know, a lot of lukewarm Christians sit in these churches, go day in and day out to these churches on Sunday, don't do anything, don't progress in the knowledge <laughs> of the Bible. You know, yeah. what does God? You know, what does Timothy say? Um, studies show that self approved for God. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, they don't do that. They they listen to another person preach about the about the gospel. I'm not saying that all of them don't read the Bible, but yeah. you know, if you go in and you just you listen and you don't do anything else, but you know, it's like oh, I need to, I need to hear my, I need to hear my day, my my weekly Bible verse. You know <laughs> what I mean? You should be in the Bible every single day. Yeah. You know, I couldn't imagine the people. You know, people in um, you know, two thousand years ago. Um, just reading the word, you know, flipping back and forth, you know, just reading it, you know, just just for the heck of it, you know, because oh yeah, it was it's it's food, it's it's spiritual food for them, you know. What does Christ say? You know, no man should not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, you know, and it's the way it is. And to speak on this fact that you know, yes, we can we can leave this earth at any single at any at any given time, you know, James four fourteen, whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life. It is it is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes mm. away. Yeah. You know? And you know, it's 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 so critical that we have to we have to buckle down and you know just concentrate on what we have now and be wary of what we we do what we do and what we say. You know, Christ also, you know, to, to add to that, Christ says, or well, it's before, but Christ says, you know, um, don't worry about tomorrow for today has its own evils. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's it's as simple as that. I mean, it, it just it, it complements each other because it's it's the way it is, you know. Yeah. Of um, we have to we have to be you know we have to be ready. We have to take charge in everything that we have in our life, you know, because um, it's not just it's not just the enemy that we have to worry about. We have to worry about ourselves, the flesh, the carnal mind. You know, uh, we can't give into that because mm -hmm. there's so there's so many things against us. But there is one thing that overshadows all of that, and that's God. That is Christ. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit leads us, teaches us, shows us things that we could have never imagined. Amen. But we have to rely on that. We always have to rely on that because if we don't rely on that, then what are we actually doing? 
Yeah. You know, exactly. people don't, people don't, um, these lukewarm Christians, you know, they, as I said before, they sit in the church and they don't, they don't, they don't expand. They just sit there <laughs> like dead sheep, you know? Oh yeah. It's sad. It, it just saddens me. Um, yeah. and you know, it's, it's crazy. And then these are the same people that, that go around, they gossip, they, they, uh, stir up conflict. They start discord, you know? Um, mm-hmm. they, they're not where they cuss, they curse, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's the same thing, you know, it's the same, same street with all of these lukewarm Christians, you know, they don't, they could care less, you know, cause oh, it's yeah. not, it's not relevant to them. They're not as deep as they should be, mm-hmm. you know, and not, and, I, and not saying, and not, I'm sorry, one more thing <laughs> okay. and not saying I'm super deep with Christ myself, cause I could still go super deep. But I had to take those. I had to take bigger steps, and I had to start digging my my found my foundation even more, mm-hmm. and set it, and just keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, dude. Oh, ooh. That's a lot of fire there. Oh man. And <laughs> dude, I could literally attest to all of that because I there was a point where I was kind of lukewarm, and by kind of, I mean I totally was lukewarm. Like, mm-hmm. and and I think I think that's interesting because the way that I started out i don't want this to be like a testimony thing but i think we should totally do like a testimonies episode i I think that'd be cool um but um there was a point i guess starting out where i was kind of lukewarm and you know i had this acknowledgement of god but you know sin sin in church was kind of a weird um subject yeah, it was it was kind of a weird interplay for me personally because I knew that sin was a separation uh, for me and God, but I didn't have the full understanding of what it meant to truly be active in the faith. And you know, it's I mean, I you you literally put it perfectly. You know, I just went in. I was like, okay, great. Let's let's today's a new day to to be clean. You know, to start new. Let's do it. Went in, felt good. That's the that's the key point is that I felt good. Yeah. And then as soon as the pastor started speaking, I was like, great, this is great. Halfway through the sermon, I'm already lost and I just don't I don't know what what's happening. Like I I'm falling asleep at this point. <laughs> and <laughs> and it's like, what like like dude, I'm losing focus. You know, I'm trying to keep track of all of these Bible verses. Because, you know, like you said, you, you, you're trying to grab Bible verses, but it's like, you, you know, it's 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 that moment where you kind of realize, oh, shoot, you know, I'm, I'm not getting this, you know. And and for me, I like I didn't I didn't really ask for help because, you know, for me, that was kind of a sign of a weakness, you know, and I know I know that's like a huge topic, but. You know, we when we talk about it in the church and the context of of serving the Lord, then it the nature changes, and you know, because then you're not you're not making the most out of out of your relationship with God, and you're not really getting anything out of it. You're not allowing the Holy Spirit to do the work in you. You're not humbling yourself before the Lord and saying, "Lord, I you know I am I'm not worthy." You know, that's that's all it takes is just the step of of humbleness, and so. You know, after after the sermon, it was like, okay, you know, we just finished with the worship songs. You know, we're we're upbeat, we're alive, we're awake. I'm tired, I want to sleep, but we're we're doing good. You know, I think. And what would happen that same afternoon? As soon as I got home, temptation overcame me and sin. Back at it again. 
And it was like, oh no, I just sinned, you know? And mm -hmm. it it's so weird, you know? And like, you, you, you have to invest time with the gospel. You can't just sit there and expect that, that the sanctification process occurs without you investing your time in the word. You can't expect the Lord to just bless you without you having to, to just sit around and do nothing. I mean, I, we talked about this yesterday. You know, you God already is meeting us halfway. He's already like so, so advanced. Now we got to do our part read his word, find out what his will for us is and behave and act on it. Be obedient. Exactly. You know, obedience is key, man. Um, you know, uh, you don't want to be a rebellious type, you know, um, what was it in first Samuel? I can't really recall the verse, but it says rebellion is that rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. Mm. You know, who, who, who rebelled? Who was the first, who's the person who rebelled? Them all? Satan, right? Satan was the one yep. to rebel, mm. you know? It's it's the sin of witchcraft, and it's 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 something that we have to do. We have to obey. That's all he asks of us to love him and obey him. What well, is the first and greatest commandments? Is to love your God oh. with all your heart, mind, and soul. Mm -hmm. You know, it just and and I know for us as as finite beings, and you know for our puny brains to just comprehend certain things, but. You know, he is he's a father, you know. I, I love using the parent analogy for him because that's pretty much what it is, you know. Yeah. Um he he's like he's the good father. He, you know, he is mm. the father that protects all of us, you know. But we're yeah. bad kids, you know. We we do things we're not supposed to, you know. When he's when you know, if you're mom, you know, if say for exist on I'm sorry, say for example, um, I'm a dad and I tell my kid, you know, don't touch that outlet, it might shock you. Well, I'm curious anyway, I might do it anyway. You know, you touch it <laughs> and what you're shocked. No, you're hurt. It's the same thing with you know God. You know, saying don't do that. You might fall into something you don't want to be in. You know, yeah. Uh, you fall into it. What you're asking for is help. He's merciful enough to bring you out of it. You know, mm -hmm. same thing. You know, it, it's all over the Bible, which is so fascinating to me. Is um, I talked about this yesterday with you, and I, we should have recorded that day. I really just sort of regret that. <laughs> but um, you know, him him just being so merciful. You know, being merciful in the garden when Adam and Eve, you know, ate the fruits. He still clothed them with animal skins. Yeah. So merciful when, when you know Ahab. We all know who Ahab is. You know mm. Ahab. Um, you know he was wrong and everything he did, what he did to Naboth, him and Jezebel. But Ahab humbled himself. He put on sackcloth and ashes. And God, God said, "I will not. Do, I will not do what I what I was going to enact on you in your lifetime. I will not do it." You know, as he said, he was going to do it in his son's lifetime, which is you know crazy merciful. You know he did the same thing for Solomon. Solomon, Solomon was wrong. He he fell away from the Lord. But guess what? Just because of David, David, his dad, his father, yeah. he didn't he didn't put the punishment on Solomon when he was reigning. He put it on Rehoboam. Mm -hmm. So it's just it's merciful because he has to enact his judgment somehow, some way. It can't go uncorrect. It can't go you know un you know un, undenied. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, you know. But it's just it's just crazy how great he is. And then we have. Then you have us, you know, we, we bicker and we complain, you know, you snap at each other with, with words that, that hurt each other. You know, I have family members that have, that have, um, you know, said things to each other and then just haven't talked in years. It's yeah. crazy, man. And that's what the tongue can do. You know, mm -hmm. it's all oh, just because that person says something to me, I'm not going to talk to them anymore. But what is, what is Christ said? You know, it says for, to forgive, right. You know, mm -hmm. and as you were talking about earlier, the forgiveness part, um, you know, forgive 70 times seven, you know, 
it's just that's what we're called to do. You know, you have to forgive, you know, because um, it's it's not just it's just not it's not just a person like, you know, you're not doing it for the person also, but you're doing it for God. And you're doing it for yourself. Yeah. You know, um, you know, because you if you carry that grudge against that person, what is what is it doing for you? It's not healthy. It's not healthy spiritually or emotionally, because every time you see that person, you'll have a negative, negative thought about that person. And then somebody, if they say something smart, because I've been, I've been there, done that. I'm sure other people have, <laughs> you know, so you'll think negatively about it. And then, you know, if they say something wrong or something, you take the wrong way. And then it sparks another argument. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, I hate that person, you know, whatever. And it's just, mm-hmm. it should never be like that because we should, you know, we should be better like that, you know, better mm-hmm. than, better than that. Um, and, you know, us, us as believers, you know, we we should edify each other, you know, mm. and um, have this. Let the Holy Spirit do His thing. Amen. You know, He's not gonna, you know, He's not gonna lead you astray with His, you know, He's just not. I don't know what I don't know. Sometimes I don't understand why it's so hard for us to just let God do His thing, let the Holy Spirit do His thing, let let Christ do His thing. I don't know. I don't understand how it's so hard for us to just let everything go. You know. Yeah. We must we must decrease, but he must increase. He must increase. Ooh. You know, that's that's what's supposed to go on. You know, that's what's supposed to happen. And um, you know, I know it's increasingly hard for us because we we're you know, we're you know, rambunctious and and belligerent, you know, mm. kids. And yeah. um, I just um I mean I get it because I, I I feel the same way too. You know, I'm like, why can't I just do the same do the things I need to you know do? You know, I beat myself yeah. up about it, but it helps me. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that you you touched on it so beautifully is that God is this amazing, wonderful father and I mean he adopted us you know as as his own children. And I I love Proverbs so much because so many times we see the following words my son be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. We see that so many times. And I, I think what I love so much is straight from Proverbs 1 is, you know, verse um, 8 to 19. And I'll, you know, I just, I'll read it briefly. Hear my son, your father's instruction and forsake not your mother's teaching for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie and wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without reason. Like shale, let us swallow them alive and whole. Like those who go down f- to the pit, we shall find all the precious goods. We shall fill our houses with plunder. Throw in your lot among us. We will all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Hold back your foot from their paths. For their feet run to evil and they make haste to shed blood. For in vain is a net spread in the sight of any bird. But these men lie in wait for their own blood. They set an ambush for their own lives. Such are the ways of everyone who is greedy for unjust gain. It takes away the life of its possessors. And, you know, when we think about being children, I it's 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 funny because actually this morning I, I, I saw a post um, and it talked about the difference between childish and childlike. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I'll just read you a couple of things that, that, that really stood out to me is that number one, the most spiritually mature adults have the most simple childlike lives. 
and being childlike is having this this wonder and and not about the wicked ways but about your parent and you know wanting to be obedient and wanting to hear every ounce that they have to offer and not only that but also just really having this deep love for him for the creator and and just really working away at that and and just really working on that and i don't know it's it's when you when you think about it it's just it's so beautiful because that's where we find our maturity in 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 just being still and knowing that god who is sovereign has full authority and corrects us and he gets he takes us from situations that are so harmful to us situations that we get ourselves into and you know he he corrects us and you know just like how a kid you know a, a five-year-old is gonna ride a bike and scrape his or her knee and just comes back with tears there's something about that you know yeah that, he's, the he's really delicacy good. exactly that delicacy mm -hmm. and and that healing power you know kids automatically trust their parents yet sometimes they have irrational fears real faith doesn't hesitate to trust god because worry is irrational which is why see jesus says um can worrying add a single hour to your life and when i read that that that, that hit me and i just I didn't think I'd be thinking about that, you know, as the first thing and the last thought of, of the day, you know, it's, I don't know. It's, it's crazy how the Lord just puts it all together. Really? Yeah. I mean, it really is, man. It's astonishing. You know, um, I'm going to get ready to end it in a second, in a few minutes, but um, one other thing I want to touch on is, you know, adding to the, the parent thing is, you know, I can't remember what commandment it is, but <laughs> you know, um, you know, obey your mother and father. You know, mm -hmm. also and somewhere, in, somewhere in Exodus are, are good around number. That's number four or five. Yeah, Some, number four or five. There. Somewhere, in there. somewhere like that. Yeah, um, yeah. But also in, in number in Exodus or Exodus or Deuteronomy, it's, you know, of course it says, um, you know, obey your mother and father that you may live long among the land. You know, mm -hmm. but something just hit me while you were talking is like, you know, you do that, you live long among the land if you obey your earthly mother and father. But if you obey your heavenly father, you will have everlasting life. Mm. You know. It's it's just the way that it is, you know, and um, and and you know, speaking about parents, still is you know to go and to compare that with the reckless tongue is you know you see these kids, um, these kids these days it cracks me up honestly, but it's sad also. <laughs> but these kids that just lash out at their kids, their parents, you know, cussing at the cursing at them, you know, I wouldn't even think of cursing at my mom and dad. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be I would I wouldn't be alive for that if I did that. Mm. Um. But it's it's crazy how they can get away with it, and then the parents are such suck ups towards it. You know they don't they don't have there's no repercussions. Um, you know they can they just you know baby the kid. You know, but mm -hmm. you know, but God, you know, you, you know if you if you do that, you know, there's just like he's not gonna. You know, I'm not saying he won't forsake you. I'm just saying you know like he'll he'll um, you know things will happen to you. He'll allow things to happen to you because you're not being obedient. Yeah, you know. 
um, he'll be there with open arms when you come when you come to the realization what you're doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. But um, you there will be repercu- repercussions with him. And same with you know a kid. You know, um, the Bible says you know, uh, do not spare your kid the, the rod. You know, rod. Not, don't do it. You know, it's a great dis- disciplinary tool. And uh, trust me, it works. So it's, <laughs> it's it's very it's amazing. You know how how the, you know the Bible knows what what to talk about and what to what to touch on. Yeah, and um, it's 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 great. So before we end, uh, you have anything else to add, Gary? I mean, I, I, you know, I I just looking out of at all of this, you know, it. I think I think what I find so fascinating is just the linear, um, just the linear plantation of uh, of the seed, you know, of 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 who God is, and more specifically how we deviate from god and just seeing how it how it expands into so many different areas what i love is that one little thing one little thing can cause us to just go back to the old man and it just causes us to spiral out of control and sometimes it'll be radically you know drastic mm-hmm. but other times it'll just be incrementally little by little you know you start realizing that some things are out of order that you know you're starting to give in to temptation and then the next day you know you're 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 yelling and you're aggressive and you know you're you know you're 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 being aggressive and you're not your anger comes from a place of malice and it comes from a place of wanting vengeance and then you know it it changes the character changes who we are and you know i i don't know it's 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 crazy to think that god still has mercy and you know we while we're still alive we we have time to repent of these things and we have time to you know while we still have breath in our lungs you know to pour out our praise for him to you know to quote the song i guess and and just surrender everything and really just come back because it could happen at any moment. You know, your last breath, you could be away from your family. You know, you you could be away from your friends, the loved one that you spend time with, you know, and and the one where you where you thought you might have forever, so to speak, you know, in, in such a cliche, you know. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you think, you know, you, you would have had plans and all these things, you know, marriage, kids, you know, and, and all of that, all of that could just be vapor. But we need to remember that, you know, this is something that God has given us. God has blessed us with so many wonderful things. And no matter how many different ways we could try and behave ourselves, there is no way it is impossible for us to thank him enough. I mean, the debt is so huge, but what we can do is just to give everything to him and to just stop being our reckless selves. And, you know, we just got to confess our sins to him and, and just make ourselves vessels of honor. And mm-hmm. just be fit for the master's use. Yeah. 
And I mean, that's not going to, you know, it's not that that saying that, you know, you got to do these works to save yourself. No, but rather that it's a showing of our faith and, you know, and our confidence in the Lord. And that's, that's what we got to do as brothers and sisters. We got to help one another to grow stronger. We got to bring each other closer to the Lord and we got to, we got to, you know, pray for one another and and give counsel and, and wisdom and, you know, and, and just, we got to have this song in our heart for the Lord and, incre- you know, ask the Lord to increase the fire, you know, that it would, that we would have and want more of God so that we would just, you know, we would come closer and closer to him every single time. And I think that's what I love so much about this one uh, Maverick City song, um, which which is kind of came out a couple of days ago. It's it's called Acercame or, you know, draw me closer. It's 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 this cry out, you know, to to, you know, for God to bring us closer to him. And and, you know, if we do that, you know, everything starts to fall into place. And just like how a father or mother brings close their child, you know, to their chest and embraces them and, 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 you know, gives them that warmth, that warmth that is felt inside, you know, it's through that, that we truly, truly find growth because the father does that for us every single time, whether it's in our victories or if it's in our, in our, in our shame and our misery and our despair. God will always be there for us. And I, I think I think we need to remember that and really just not lose hope. Because it's so easy. It's so easy to lose hope. And I know with COVID, you know, I mean, we're 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 getting close. We're getting close to the end of COVID, you know. And I'd I'd I'm I'm having I have so much confidence that that whatever happens, you know, God will continue to be the center. And if anything, I want God to increase, you know. And um God's in control. So we just yes. need to relax and give everything to him. Exactly. You know, it's the way that it is, the way, it's just the way that it should be, and it, it is, is going to be, you know. Um, we don't um, we don't even have, you know, you know we, we have very little in our lives, and, um, mm-hmm. and it's just, um, we just take everything for granted to act like we have everything, whether we earned everything, you know. It's just, it's just a vanity. Everything is vanity. All is vanity. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to wind it down. Um, um, good. This is a good. This is a good session. Um, but um, I'll, um, I'll end it right here. And uh, thank you all for listening. Mm-hmm.